good times. Good times on our 30th birthday. Yes. 30 years old, raising a virtual toast yes, to the long I'm, life. To the long life. Of the Nerd Novice Podcast. That was my coaster falling on the desk. <laughs> you know what's really awesome? What's really awesome? Um, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You know it's even awesomer? What? Marvel television shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're super cool because they are going to last a lot longer than a couple hours. Yes. I'm way excited about this fact. I am so happy that we now it- have Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know. It's going to be super cool to like... Yeah. And like they've already made some really cool references to the to the movies, and like it's just it's really neat to see this in the format of a television show. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's turning out really good so far. Yeah, plus it's you know Mr. Whedon, so you know it's going to be totally awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, well let's dig into this. So that yeah, that's what we're talking about this week on the show. Yep, is the new series Agents of Shield. And as we record this, um, there have been two episodes broadcast, Mm -hmm. and we will be discussing them in depth. Yep. Um, I guess we should just start with with the pilot. Yeah. Where does it pick up? Where does it start? What's going on? Give us a scoop. So here's, here's what we've got. The pilot starts after the events of the Avengers movie. So after the Battle of New York. And what what we're starting to see is more and more super-powered individuals start uh, crop up in the world. You know, the whole concept of superpowers and alien technology and super serums and all of that good stuff um, are now becoming known to the public. Mm-hmm. So the world is changing. The world is a different place than it was previously. Right. People are trying to find ways to gain superpowers now um, <clears throat> because it's, you know, it's, it's an option and, you know, there's more, you know, you give yourself more of an edge if you have, if you have some sort of superpower or super ability, um, especially if we're talking like big organizations who need more firepower. So it's definitely a new age and a new, uh, well, war is just totally going to change and everything is just going to change the way people defend themselves and fight. So it's pretty scary. It's almost like pre-apocalyptic because you know it's going to turn into badness. Right, right. It's interesting, though, too, because on on the other hand, there's even though there's all of this fear and uncertainty, there's, there's a certain level of excitement about superheroes because the public is... The, the public has seemingly embraced... The Avengers, or at least to to an extent, right? Like, there's that comic book store that shows up in the beginning, um, and it's got like a special, you know, window display, and it's all excited about 
the Avengers and stuff. Right, right. Stuff like that. Which it's it's really a good reflection of of how things have been always depicted in the Marvel comic book universe where some of the heroes are are popular and regarded as heroes and others not so much. And right. in this case anyways, with the Avengers, they're thought of as heroes and now you can buy their action figure. Mhm. Yeah. Um I think it's pretty cool how they are sort of they're showing the need for people um to kind of like well I'm getting what I'm getting at is um the hooded hero, the first sort of uh glimpse of superpower that we see in the show. Um he's just a guy that kind of is down on his luck and needs some some help because he got injured at work or he you know he's he got fired and he's just like having a bad phase in life so he volunteers to get injected with some super stuff and uh so you know you see more people like that where they are they're seeing this as like a good way out of whatever bad luck they're having at the time um and so they're willing to kind of volunteer for experiments and stuff like that so i think that's pretty interesting too yeah yeah i think it's probably um well there's that that organization that kind of uh like he was saying the doctor that that gave him the superpower mm-hmm. and it seems like they are going to start manufacturing a lot more uh a lot more superheroes i i don't know why i can't talk right right now. no no that's that's a really good point and i think yeah. i think what will be really interesting to see as as the show progresses and and we get deeper into the mythos is how many heroes are manufactured if any versus villains right because if you think about this for a second in the comics there's really very very few Heroes that are manufactured. Right. Captain America. Captain America. And I guess... The Hulk, kind of. Well... No, he's gamma radiation. That was accidental. Yeah. Um, so Captain America is... He's kind of the only one. Yeah, right? he's... Yeah. Everybody else becomes a hero as the result of an accident or they're born with a certain ability or whatever. And the people that are manufactured end up being the villains exactly yeah yeah that's pretty crazy to think about actually i never thought about that yeah and and in the comics there's been a million characters who have tried to take some variant of the super soldier serum or the gamma rays and it it just it never goes well yeah you know, one thing that I thought was was interesting about the about the pilot was that even though there were a million and one references to the Avengers and and all of that stuff, and we had Agent Hill from the Avengers movie had 
a couple scenes in it towards the beginning. Um, the new character, the the hooded hero, he's mm-hmm. not an existing character in the comic books. Yeah, he's a new a new character, which I thought was a little bit surprising. And and what will be interesting is to see as the show goes on how many existing characters in the Marvel universe they encounter versus new characters. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you that. Um what about Melinda May? Is her name? Yeah. Um is she an existing character? No. In fact, they are all all of the shield agents who are the focus of the show. They are all new characters and did not they didn't originate in in the comics. Now, Coulson yeah. Uh, his first appearance was in the first Iron Man movie. Right. And then Agent Hill is from the Avengers. And those two have both been written into the comics subsequently, but they didn't originate. It's just, it's interesting because Disney owns Marvel and Disney owns ABC. So they're, which is the network that that's showing in the United States anyways, agents of shield. And so they have access to thousands of different characters that they could be using both super powered characters as well as established civilians. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really, really fun to see which ones pop up in the show. Yeah. Because I would, I, I know that, some of them would be off limits because of like movie deals or, yeah, or whatever things that are happening. But even still, there's like I said, tons, still thousands of them. Yeah, I was actually going to gonna ask from. you. I was going to ask you about that because you're more familiar with it. Like I was going to ask if there was any other hidden little eggs in there that Easter eggs that you know kind of used up characters that are already established, but. I think it's really neat that um, that they're not doing that because we're all on the same page now. You know, everybody is watching this uh, on the same page and no one can... It's like the story isn't spoiled. And it's cool to have history that's written in that we don't know about yet. Like with, with Melinda May and how she's like apparently this old badass that like did something really cool in the past we don't know what it is and it's really cool to not know that and to not be spoiled in that because we'll find out eventually but we're gonna find out everyone's gonna find out at the same time you know right that's a really good point and that hadn't even that hadn't even occurred to me as a as a positive selling point so to speak well, it's like of new having comic new characters. books. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, really cool. And and the thing that's cool about it is that we we know and trust the writer. You know, we know that Joss Whedon's going to make this really cool, and we know that it's going to be something that I mean will establish itself as it goes. I mean, Buffy did, and um, Firefly did, and everything else that he's done has established itself. You know, there. So it's really cool to see that this is kind of developing and and. Um, you're gonna you're gonna see these characters intertwine with characters that you may know already, but they're gonna have the same you know, Melinda May is probably like this super epic 
background story. I bet you it's going to be really, really cool, and we're going to find out about it, and it's going to be really neat to see how that like intertwines with maybe another comic character that we know already, you know? Right, yeah. Because what were they calling her? The, the cavalry? The cavalry. Yeah. Yeah, and she got real ticked off when they called her that. Yeah, I wonder what that means. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, speaking of Joss Whedon, though, um, I, I was excited when the guy that the hooded hero guy came on because he's totally from Angel. I know you've never seen that show, but um, which I have to say I don't like very much that show. But anyway, um, he's a cool character. His name is uh, Gun, and he's basically this like um, leader of a street gang, and the gang like lives underground and basically like protects the neighborhood from vampires with their own human ways of doing it. So they have these like really sweet rigged, uh, like they have like this big Jeep or something that's totally rigged up with like spear, wooden spear shooters and stuff. Like it's really cool. Like it shows how the, the people of a, of a city get together to try to like protect itself from, from, uh, vampires but they have no superpowers. They're just like regular people who just want to fight. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And they don't, they're not like the initiative who has money, you know, that they're just like a bunch of regular people. Mm-hmm. So he's like the leader of them. So that's cool that he's in this. Cause I really like him. Um, I hope, you know, I hope he's like continues to be in the show. Cause the first episode he was in it. And then the second episode, he wasn't in it at all. So well, the re- the resolution in the first episode with him leads you to believe that that he will be back. Yeah, because in the in the final showdown between him and and Coulson, um, I forget exactly what they say, but it's something to the effect of we're gonna need heroes and we're gonna we need you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he seems to be on board with that concept before they shoot him in the head with the thing that cures his extremis. I know. I was totally, when that happened, I was like, I know he's going to shoot him. I know he's going to shoot him. And I was like, this is Joss Whedon we're talking about here. There's going to be a surprising death and I know it's going to happen. And I thought for sure. And then he shot him and I was like, God, and then, you know, he did it again. He surprised me. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really dead. Right. So speaking of like Joss Whedon-y things, mm-hmm. let's make predictions now. Which character is going to suddenly get impaled by like a pole or something? Which one's going to die? Oh, boy. I think it's going to be the girl scientist or the boy scientist. Wow. Whichever one was which, Fitz and Simmons. Fitz, Fitz is the guy. Okay. Yeah. Simmons is the girl. Leo Fitz and Gemma Simmons. Okay. Yes. Yeah, which one's going to die? Which oh, character? boy. The guy. The guy? Leo. Yeah, Fitz. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I hadn't even thought of that. I know. Now I want to make like, a prediction. Yeah. Now what? I'm like, you're totally right. They're going to kill off one of them. I think it's going to be um, Simmons because, you know, if you think about who he usually kills, it's usually a guy, right? Hmm. Yeah. 
don't know. I feel so like you're saying he's going to go opposite that? Yeah. Okay. Because he always has these like cute, smart, you know, young girl, young women who are like super quirky, and you always think they're going to die. Like I, when I was watching Firefly, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then, well, like actually, on Angel, it's different. I don't know. He, I guess he's pretty unpredictable. Because on Angel, um, you have Fred, and she dies. Well, at this point, I don't want any of them to die. I know. But I feel yeah. like one of them is going to. Yeah, could be. I just wanted to put the prediction out there. Yeah. Just so I could say I was right. Okay. If I ever am right. No, that's that's fine. You go right ahead. Thanks. The record has been stated. Okay. So I yeah. think it's going to be Simmons. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Cool. So yeah, I mean this is this is full of of Whedon isms in terms of just the dialogue. Yeah, definitely. He I want there's something I I want to talk about with 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 regard to Whedon, but but also just in an observation in general that I have with with certain TV shows that that I tend to regard as as personal favorites, which is Joss Whedon and and another shows that that I like a lot. He creates he creates worlds that are are a little bit less believable than some other TV shows. Like, there's, they're a little bit more... Remember our whole thing with being fantastical mm-hmm. from ages and ages ago? Yeah. He, he creates these, these worlds that are a little bit more fantastical than the typical TV series. Mm-hmm. Yet, like, this show, Once Upon a Time, Star Trek... Firefly, Buffy, sense a trend there. Mm-hmm. Those are all universes that I totally would want to live in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, uh, take take some other shows that that while they are great shows and great worlds that get created, very rich, deep worlds. There's something a little bit less attractive about those, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe part of that is is the uh, the escapism that good movies, TV shows, books can provide. Mm-hmm. To where it's it's exciting to me because it's just a it's fully believable on its own terms, yet compared to other shows a little bit less believable right does like what other I, shows I don't know does that make sense at all what other shows are you thinking of i'm trying to figure out like what you're comparing this to well take uh, boy that's a good question i mean I, I, yeah i see what you're saying cuz like i think the thing about 
maybe you're comparing it to like Breaking Bad or Walking Dead or something. Yeah, like, I like mean, we always use those shows for examples. But yeah, I'm, I think maybe what you're saying is that these shows are they have an element of fantasy, but they also have an element of like desirability to them. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, some other shows just kind of seem like scary different than the real world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's totally true. And and one example that I that I can think of would be like the X Files, which I love that show to death. Yeah, but I would but never want to there. Yeah, I don't want to live in the X Files universe the way I would the Shield universe. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think there's something about it that's just like a little bit more lighthearted. I don't know about lighthearted. It's a little bit more like, like I said before, desirable. It just seems more like, um, you know, like it might be really crazy because all of a sudden an alien invasion happens and things are blowing up, but like people are pretty happy. They seem pretty cool there, you know? Right. No, that's... (laughs) For some reason, it's okay. Everyone deals with it. Yeah. They're... Say with They are cool. Like the the character, especially... And all the Joss Whedon stuff. Well, yeah, like the so, characters okay. are can be sitting around waiting for their Chinese food takeout to be ready, and they are cool. Yeah. No, listen to this. Okay, so I was just watching. I was just watching Buffy. I've been watching a little bit around this week. Um, just was in the Buffy mood, and uh, I watched the f- the beginning of season three. Did you see the episode Anne? The first episode of season three, like, she's, like, she ran away and she's in the city. Did you see it? No. Okay. Well, anyway, it's supposed to, you know, it's the beginning of the season, so it's supposed to start at the beginning of the school year. And um, it's so funny because, like, that football player guy, he's, like, kind of recurring character in Sunnydale. Um, he's It's, like, a sidebar. It's, like, showing the scene of school. And um, he's just kind of like talking to some other guy. And he's like, yeah, man, if we can like get our act together and really work hard this year and not have quite so many accidental deaths, Sunnydale's going to rule, you know? (laughs) And it's like, it's so funny because these people are like surrounded by all these like horrible things. Like they have a party at Buffy's house and zombies attack and people die like right there, you know? And yet they're still the next day at the bronze chilling and hanging out, you know? It's like, uh, I just think that might be like kind of, uh, the attitude is what I'm trying to say is that they're just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of weird that we have all these random deaths, but whatever, you know? So, yeah, like that kind of thing. I mean, like in this show, it's it feels like it's kind of the same. Like people are out on the the patio eating lunch, and then a giant car flies over their heads because it just got thrown by the Hulk or something. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. all just like, "Oh, whoa, that's weird." I don't know where, but I agree with you. I'm just kind of agreeing. It, yeah, and. and- well, the other thing is, is I think really what sells it is is just the dialogue and the way the the characters handle themselves. Yeah, I mean that's basically yes. You that's, just said exactly what I'm saying in one sentence. Thank you. Yeah, 
It's just you're, you're good. I want to hang out that. with them. Yeah. I can't help it. I want to ride the bus. I know. I want to ride the bus too. Yeah, that's a nice plane. It's pretty it's darn nice airplane. Nice plane. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty pretty much on par with the uh, snakes on a plane. Plane. I haven't I'd seen have that say. movie. I need to. I need to check it out. <laughs> no, you really don't. It's got Sam Jackson in it, though. I know, but yeah. it's really dumb. Yeah. But uh, it's a, like a two-story plane, and it's like all fancy. So it's. I think. I think one of the other things that that really struck me about about the pilot and and also the second episode is it, in addition to to having the the Whedon all the Whedon trademarks it feels very TV-ish to me yes in a in a good way, like in it's the best the good, way like, possible. Yeah, it's got like the good like commercial break cliffhangers and like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally good like that too. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I love that feel. I've I've been following the there's a there's an official Twitter account for Agents of Shield and and a lot of the the actors on the show have been tweeting uh, during the the broadcasts and retweeting other people and. And I saw a couple retweets where where people said, "Oh my gosh, it's like a, a mini movie every week." And I disagreed with that, but not in in a negative way at all. It, it feels very much like very much like the 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 spirit of like a really kick ass like nineteen eighties TV show. Yeah. Like you can already see that there's a big bad and that there is like a like a monster of the week. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know the big bad is going to be the doctor and that whole like weird medical office thing. And then you know there's going to be these random things every week like this second episode where they found the alien technology in Peru, you know, like that's going to be totally the way that the show is. It's going to have that one overarching plot and it's going to have cool episodes in between and it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the doctor character will definitely be back. We'll find out more bits and pieces along the way about who she was working for. And we're going to continue seeing more about the rising tide which yeah, is the, the, is the hacker group that sky yeah. is was a part of question mark yes right and we'll see how she fits into things and what her her yeah. loyalties are i know it's weird yeah, yeah. it it's would totally be weird it would be a very weeden thing if she did turn out to in fact be a bad guy it would be, be like it would be totally weed weedy if she had meant to become an agent all along, yeah, and was like infiltrating that way on right. purpose, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because the obvious thing to do with her character would be to have it uh, to have this conflict within her, and then eventually it comes to a head and she has to make a choice. 
and she chooses to be a good guy. Yeah, kind of like in Iron Man 2. Right. Or th- 3. In 3, with, yeah. 3, yeah. Now, if they told that story well, I'm totally okay with it going that way. And I really like her character, mm-hmm. and I don't want her to turn out to be bad. But I think using history as a guide what may be a little more likely is that she does turn out to be a baddie. Yeah, I could totally see that. Or at the very least, like, in in the moment of, of decision, when the choice has to be made, she stays with the hacker group. Or she, yeah, she's really, like, she's infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. as a bad guy, and then decides to be good but they find out about her being bad so then she's like shunned from them. right yeah that whole like but i tried to change right and then she can't change because they are it's too late so then she becomes like even more bad because she's fueled by the the pain of not being accepted you should write this show <laughs> you should get on get on the team you gotta call up yeah. uh gotta call up joss and jed just give and them a call. Uh, and Marissa, yeah. and say, "Hey, look, I'll just call check him it up. out. Call yeah. him up. You got his number. Yeah, it's cool. got the number. I just get on Facetime. Yeah, you know, yeah. what do we need? Yep, it'll happen. Yeah, I'll hit pause so you can go ahead and just do that right now. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, so he said that I'm an idiot. So I, I oh, guess. Okay. Well, you tried. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the middle of dinner. I mm. feel kind of bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, well. All, you, all you can Coast. do is ask. Yeah. Yeah. All you can do is ask. All right. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I was. What was I going to say? Oh, crap. Very TV-ish. Yeah. Yep. So, I love. um like uh, this whole thing about the monster of the day thing again. I'm excited for this to just be like a good freaking show and to have those like few episodes every season that are just like totally epic where you find out more about the, you know, the big bad. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait. Yeah. One of my favorite things, this is not really related, but one of my favorite lines so far was when they were talking about um the the um the last time that they had a a code, what was it, zero eight four? And he's oh, like, yeah. well, the last time she's like, "What was it?" And he goes, "A hammer." And I was like, "God, oh, so cool!" <laughs> yeah, it was Thor, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. watch a movie to know the whole story about that. Yeah, that was that was a good reference. Now, in in the first episode, I have to admit that. The nods to the movies were maybe a little bit heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. But you mean about like the aliens attacking and stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of stuff like, you know, he says Colson is talking about Agent Ward and says something like uh, you know, had the highest 
hand-to-hand combat score since Romanov or, you know, oh, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. Oh, yeah, 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 That was kind of lame. Yeah. You know, there was like a lot of that stuff. And, yeah. and maybe it like, was remember just... Remember Romanov? We were, remember her? We right. had some cool people. Yeah. Yeah, Black Widow, She yeah, she's not on this show. But she's she's in this universe, though, guys. Don't right. forget. Yeah. yeah it it kind of felt like that a little bit to me, but but maybe it's... Just because when I first watched the pilot, which I watched it three times, um, I was still feeling a little bit skeptical and jaded. A couple weeks ago on the show, we made a joke about how, like, the big name characters aren't, they aren't going to be on this show because it's a TV show and they can't afford them or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and mention Captain America. He's not going to freaking be on here. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. But, uh, you You know what I was, they can't afford a giant plane, but they can't afford freaking Chris Evans to show up. Come on. Right. You're really going to pay for the giant plane. Yeah. Whatever, like, size. I wasn't, I wonder what kind of like I always wonder how they do that. If is is it a model? Is it really like bigger? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I have they no just idea. like spray paint an old plane black. Yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah. That'd take a lot of cans of spray paint. A lot. Many cans. All the cans. <laughs> yeah. There okay, there is a good joke in the pilot where they're talking about um uh Thor being an uh, an Asgardian god, and uh, oh yeah, uh, Ward says he's like you know something like he's not technically a god, and and Agent Hill goes, "You haven't seen his arms, or you haven't (laughs) been near his arms." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I was like, "Girl, you know." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that stuff is pretty good. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, I liked it. It definitely makes. Makes a fan smile. Yes, it does. But in uh, the hammer mention made me smile for sure because yeah. when he was like talking about it, and he's like, "The last time this happened," and I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, "It was Thor! It was Thor!" And he goes, "It was a hammer." I was like, "Yeah, Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah." Pretty funny. You know, another line that I really liked in the in the second episode was when when Coulson is talking to Agent May in the cockpit. And telling her, hey, look, sorry, we got into combat. I know that you didn't want that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's not saying anything. She's got a dirty look on her face because she's really PO'd. Mm-hmm. He, sa- he, he says, it, it, wrapping up the conversation, he says, okay, well, I'm going to go check on the, the box fueled by evil that's sitting in our cargo hold or whatever. Yeah. And th- there's just lines like that and the references just they make the world they make that world feel comfortable yeah like um when she when she's like i read the safety manual right and he's like i don't think anyone else has right you might be the first that was pretty funny too stuff like that you're totally right Mm -hmm. it makes Mm -hmm. it feel like that's it's the same feeling as buffy you know when they're all when they're all doing their like little witty jokes like the the same episode that i was just referring to earlier where um Buffy like runs away and so in the beginning of season three they are having to like Oz, Cordelia, Xander, and Willow are having to fight the vampires for Buffy because she's not around 
and um, they have this whole like like super secret military fake play action going and you know they've got like walkie talkies and code names and everything and it's like that's the kind of thing where it makes it feel it's like it's okay there's vampires in the graveyard it's okay yeah we can Just handle make it. it into a fun game yep yeah yeah and the the one one of the things i i heard people talking about this recently on an, on another podcast which is they they tend to not in reference to to new tv series is they they tend to not really judge what they think of the series until you get two or three episodes deep into it because pilots are oftentimes very different yeah they're usually really good the rest of yeah. the rest of the series well, a lot of times pilots are good and then you get to see like what the real budget is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there can be a production value difference, mm-hmm. which sometimes may be better in the pilot and then the series you see like, okay, well, they don't have as much of a budget or whatever. Um, but But the other thing, though, that you do see to where pilots are oftentimes generally not as good as the rest of a series, or at least as good as what the series potential actually is, is the, the performers have more time to settle into the characters Mm -hmm. and more importantly, maybe the writers kind of figure out what's what. Yeah. Are you hearing this in the background as you're talking? What was that? It's Toonie playing with her toy. Okay. It's like, the toy. It sounded like you have a goose held hostage or something. (laughs) That's what it is. It's a goose. I have it tied up under yeah, the bed. It happens. <laughs> you got to um, get the goose. <laughs> no, you're totally right. And actually, I'm just going to keep talking about Buffy, if that's okay. <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> no, but that's a good example of a show getting better after the pilot. Because the pilot's like, okay. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite toy verse because it sounds like really funny. It's a honk yeah. instead of a squeak. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so that's a good example of a show getting better mm-hmm. definitely yeah i think and so it 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 takes a couple of a couple of ep- episodes for a lot of shows including this one i felt to to establish themselves because the, think about this for a second in in episode two they're still they're still establishing and explaining what the what the rules of the shield universe are yeah to the to the point where there's there's a lot of self-awareness of that very thing within the show you you have characters sitting around explaining acronyms and shorthand the, you know explaining the lingo of the shield universe to one another right. right and and just as the characters are oh and then you have the the thing where they're they're finding out what what each other's uh, abilities and and areas of expertise are and then they, well, they start learning. working together yeah they're, they're learning together for the first time and we're learning it along yeah. with them yeah that's super cool that's yeah. a really that's a really good point to make 
it's it's really cool to see that because like you know it's it's always it's always fun to sort of try to guess the backstory but it's also fun when you're it's like that ragtag team of heroes that you know that like doesn't really know what they're doing but they're learning along the way and like we get to see them grow yeah super cool and i and i really felt like the the second episode was worked really well for me because not only did it build upon what gets established in the pilot so we we we're continuing to learn the rules of of the universe but it's also just generally helping move things forward with their first real mission. Yeah. Yeah. So we I totally we, agree. We, we're, we're still learning, but yet we're also getting a feel for what, what the weekly rhythm of the show is likely to be. Yeah. The second episode was way different than the first one. It was, it was. And the best, the best way I can describe it, I think is, Going into the pilot and, and well, anticip- anticipating the series, I really wanted to love the series. When I saw the pilot, I really, really liked the pilot. But I don't think I can really say that I loved the pilot. But in combination with what we see in the second episode, I feel like I'm at a place where my hopes and expectations for the series have been realized. And I feel like I love, I do love the series. Yeah, I think you're right. I think seeing the two together, you really get more of an idea. It's like, the law of averages, like you don't really know what it's going to be like until you have a few to choose from, like you just said before. But I agree. I think seeing them together, the first episode was really cool, but it, you know, you didn't know if it was going to kind of stay like that or, or what was going to happen. And just to see the second one and you realize, okay, this is going to be a show about some like misfit people who kind of like get together and, really become awesome yeah and it's going to be really cool and some of them you don't know where their allegiances lie and some of them have this old history that you don't know about and then like agent colson has this weird thing about how he didn't actually die and something about tahiti and we don't know what the heck is going on there right like, there's all these cool like things that we can figure out as it goes but we know in the end it's just going to be kind of like an underdog show because all these people are i mean they're all kind of like learning new ways and you know like um what's the other guy's name uh, agent ward yeah um how he you know this is his first time kind of working in a team and he needs to learn how to be a team player and um the two you know fitz and simmons are just kind of like used to working together and like sciencey things but they've never done anything on the field mm-hmm. as much they're told they are so the R2 and 3PO of the series. Oh my god, you're totally right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. 
Simmons is 3PO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fitz is R2 mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. What's this Tahiti thing? I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. No, that's good. So, so something about, okay. So agent Hill and, um, somebody else, I forget. They were having a conversation the about doctor. Yeah. Played Wait. by Ron glass. Oh yeah, yeah. From the, uh, from yeah. Firefly. Shepherd. Yeah. Which we're going to be talking about more next week. Yes. Hint hint. Yes. Um What is this thing that they were talking about? So, is it does it have to do with how Agent Coulson didn't actually die? Well, it, yeah, that's that's exactly what it's in reference to and I and I think the 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 implication is that there is something that more to the story with the death of Coulson than just the simple, oh yeah, we faked his death. Yeah. To motivate think, the Avengers. Do you think maybe he's like synthetic? Yeah. Of some kind. That yeah. the the common the common theory is that Coulson is, um, he's what they what they call in Marvel comics, uh. A life model, life model decoy or LMD, which wow. is he's he's. A, I just pulled that out of robot. my butt. Yeah, yeah, I just pulled that out of yeah. my butt. So, so we'll see if yeah. that's how they go with it. But you definitely get the big hint of there's something. It's it it's it's not just a matter of taking everything at face value. Yeah. To where, like, no, he didn't really die after all, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I think he died. Yeah. And this is uh, a clone or a, a an android of some kind, or, you know, I don't know what they'll come or up maybe, with. Or maybe they but, just injected him with something. Like, right. maybe, maybe he has some sort of superpower. Yeah. Like they injected him with a the same type of thing as the uh what do they call it? From Captain America. What technology? The the super serum. No, the technology. Something technology. Um Hydra. Hydra. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 The, I'm like, what the heck was it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe he has something like that injected into him or something. Right. I think that would yeah. kind of go along with the story more. Yeah. Oh, Rather than sure. him being just like a full-on android. Yeah. Well, an android, yeah, the thing with, with being an android is as sophisticated as their technology is, it's not quite that Well, we still haven't even seen one. That we know. Yeah, like we, we would have to have seen... The reason why I'm saying the Hydra thing is because we've seen it starting already. Like we are... They've right. studied Captain America... For all that time while he was asleep, you know, like they they knew they've been like studying this technology for so long. Supposedly the technology is there, you know, uh, with um, like Stark Industries and stuff and like everything is already highly established as far as that kind of technology goes. But we've never really seen robotic technology yet. Yeah. Have we? I mean, no, not really. We haven't, but it's coming. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, you would think that there would there would be some sort of. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying that I think he's got to be more along the lines of altered rather than like a whole new entity. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're probably probably right. Now, in in the beginning of the Avengers, Tony makes a reference to the whole life model decoy. He does. Thing. Yeah. What does he say? It's the scene where it's towards the beginning of the movie where Coulson shows up at Stark Tower and Tony like answers his phone and says, you've reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's an offhanded reference because uh, LMDs are, are, are a huge part of the Marvel Universe. And in the there was a, a Shield comic book in the 1960s, and Nick Fury had had a an LMD and like the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But there's definitely something something going on, and it, it what will be very interesting about that is is how how often throughout the series they start to drop more hints about it about Coulson specifically yeah. yeah there was the teeniest of hints in episode 2 when what's her name Consuela or was that her name yeah i don't know um says to him you look good and he says he just says I've been working out. I work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I took that. Maybe I'm reading too much into it as a as a fan who's really hungry for for answers. But I took that as as a sign that this person who hadn't seen him in years and years notices that there's something different about him. Right. Well, so we'll we'll see. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. But they were also talking about the whole she's saying how it was like a midlife crisis with the with the car and like and working out and stuff. Right. Which that was another that was another what's great example. Yeah, the car is awesome. I know, but like what's I wonder if that has some weird like thing to it. Well, I mean it flies. No, I I know, but I'm saying like the midlife crisis. How she mentioned that, like, why does he all of a sudden? Why is he all of a sudden like obsessed with a car? Right. I don't know. Well, um, I th- now I'm reading into it. I I thought that was le- another perfect perfect example of of the self awareness of the show. Meaning, she she's talking to him about his young, attractive team i think she does doesn't she actually say Mm -hmm. attractive yep and that's sort of what we as all fan we as fans all kind of think about the cast too or at least some of us did like (laughs) i don't know because they're all clearly like well ming na has been around for a while i don't know how old she actually is 
but well, but yeah, the other right. the other new characters, you know, Sky and Ward and Fitzsimmons, yeah, um, they're all like in their twenties and super good looking and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which obviously in in TV you get almost all really good looking people or whatever, mm-hmm. but um. It was just fun to see a character say what at least some of us were thinking about the composition of the team and the whole, yeah, the whole thing with the Corvette. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Did you see the very end of episode two? Which, what are you talking about? With Fury? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, With the whole like, I can't believe you. Yeah, he trashed choose, my plane. Yeah, he choose choose out Coulson. Yeah. And Fury asks Coulson, "How's Lola?" Yeah, that's why I'm trying to say. Right. What the heck is this? Well, the thing the thing is 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 the car. Well, the hell is this? Shield has been around for a long time. I, I think the I think the implication from episode one is that Shield has been around for a while, and the car has been Shield property for a long time. Yeah, because Ward says something about. I mean, yeah, that it's an old car, and that that it's an old just... car, and it has modifications and stuff like that. I think there's something. It's like it just seems like there's some sort of weird thing to it. Why do they keep talking about this car? No. Yeah. Like I don't know. it was very like I think even Agent Hill said it in like a um So you think you think she there's was like more... narrating something about Colson being there still and like I forget who she was talking. She was talking to the doctor. Yeah. And she was right. just like talking about him and mentioned like, and he has this car that he named. Hmm. Somebody said, I can't remember if it was yeah. Hill or if it was Sky that said that. Yeah. But no, it was I know like, what you're talking about. Why do they keep talking about this car? So you think there's something more to I don't know, the story sp- with the car rather than above and beyond. It's just this cool like, Maybe. Spy I mean, th- why was it? Why did they have to include it in second episode? Why was it on the plane? I mean, there was no need for it to be there. It didn't well, even get it, off the plane ever. It, it didn't get off the plane, but I think the idea is that it always lives on the plane. And because he can fly around with it, I think they'll use it to. Like, I, I think it will be used more as the show goes on but whether or not it has some additional meaning or connection yeah is a very good question i have no and idea I but know. i don't know what i think i just know that they keep mentioning you it you just think there's something up yeah no i think that makes that makes sense i think you might be onto something there maybe it has something to do with him not being dead maybe yeah like the secret source of his power. I thought that it was interesting how the the flying technology seemed pretty similar to the the Howard Stark flying car. Back to the future from from Captain America. 
It was kind of like Back to the Future too. And Back to the Future, yeah. I was like, yeah. I just wanted it to fly at the screen. Yeah. Phil, we gotta get back to the future. <laughs> that was the worst Doc Brown impression ever. Which, but which reminds me, I mean, I forgot to mention this to you last week when we talked about Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You need to see Star Trek Three because Christopher Lloyd plays the bad guy. Oh. <gasps> Horribly missed, miscast. Oh, well, as yeah. a Klingon, but. Oh, he's, he's a Klingon. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to see that. Yeah. Man, I love well, Christopher Lloyd. He's great. I love him too. It, he doesn't bother me as a Klingon. It's it's fine. A lot of people dog Star Trek Three, but I like it. I feel but like anyways, he always needs to be the kooky, like wide eyed old man. Yeah. Yeah. Just his role mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. So there there are two I don't know what else what else you've got, but there are at least two more things that I wanted to specifically cover. And if I may, the first of which is I just wanted to mention how kick-ass the music is in the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love how Full shows orchestra. now are getting like, the whole studio orchestra deal. Yeah, yeah. Full it's orchestra, awesome. great action cues. It's a great theme. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of why it reminds me of like a great 1980s TV show mm-hmm. before everything went synthesizer and sampler. Well, you've got this going with Once Upon a Time too now, so it's right. it's really cool that they're doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I, like I feel honestly like it puts people in business. Like there are musicians who need to freaking work. Yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it, it, doing stuff like this is awesome for, for the industry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great thing. I mean, it gives. Gives people jobs. Yeah. Yeah. America. America. Yeah. Yeah. What else? So yay for uh, Bear McCreary writing kick-ass music. I hope yeah. they do a soundtrack CD. I'm sure they will. Oh, they probably will. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Well, he, he's got his own record label now that he started a couple of months ago. Oh, cool. And so he's, so he's, got he's really like taking control over getting his stuff out there because That's he's really got a cool. he's he's one of the top film tv composers right now in terms of popularity and, and people really want his stuff yeah so i'm sure it's sure it's coming yeah um, the the only other thing that i wanted to do was just um we we've kind of done it already i suppose but i didn't think it would hurt if we just kind of went through the characters one by one and just gave our impressions of them. Okay. Um, because it's a pretty decent sized cast and it looks like it looks like it is going to be an ensemble show. It's not it's not Clark Gregg as Agent Colson and then a bunch of other people too. Yeah. Definitely. There it's, I think it's definitely on on the uh it's got the group dynamic going yeah and and you can definitely see the the writing on the wall already where uh, certain episodes will tend to feature one character or another and then that'll Mm -hmm. be their time to shine and we learn Mm -hmm. about them more and Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth yeah um so colson i think we we talked about pretty well 
Um, Agent May, we we did talk about her. At this point, her her backstory is is pretty mysterious. Uh, the the main takeaway for now is that she is a a mysterious legendary badass and she's kind of like is angry still about it. a badass and she's angry about it yeah she's upset for some reason something happened as yet to be revealed yeah and she was working a desk job but something about her like agent colson really wanted her back in the field so he kind of like told her she would just drive the bus yeah but you know he i think he was planning on having her involved yeah. Um, so there's something there that like is pretty sensitive for her. Yep. Which is pretty intriguing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's, uh, agent Ward mm-hmm. who, um, used to just be this like solo act and now he's being pulled into this other kind of department. I want like, why do you think that they're choosing him? <sighs> That's a good question, and I think the first thing that I wanted to say about him is that he's probably my least favorite. Yeah, me of too. Those, of all the characters, I kind of could care less about him, to be honest. Yeah, because he doesn't at this point. He doesn't really have that clear of a purpose, other than to be like the. The hunky guy. The hunky guy. Yeah. Who is, I'm a loner, I'm a rebel, I work alone. Yeah. That seems a little bit one-dimensional to me. Yeah. Now, there were a couple of nice moments between him and Sky in the second episode. I mean, not, I don't know. I just kept seeing him, like, as contrived. It didn't really seem, like, natural that they would want to, like, become friends. I don't know. Yeah. It was just kind of weird. I just see him as like a future love interest and it's kind of annoying mm. that I can like see it happening just because it like for some reason has to happen. Well, they were definitely telegraphing that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't really have any connection with him yet. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe he'll become better mm-hmm. somehow. I don't know. Yeah. He's kind of like Han Solo. He kind of, he probably, he first shows up and you're like, I don't know. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're awesome. And he grows on you. Yeah, maybe. Or he could be like Angel and he could be like the loner guy who works alone and just continually be really irritating and mm-hmm. sulking. Yeah, he's, well, in addition to being pretty, he is a badass in terms of fighting skills right and like kind of no one else is except for may so right so Maybe if he if serves you, that purpose if you yeah if you need a male if you need a male badass then he's that's clearly at this point his only obvious yeah role yeah because i mean colson is awesome but he's just kind of the but boss. he's not gonna be yeah, yeah. he's not gonna be like ninja-ing. the super physical ninja like yeah. he's going to have a gun. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Right. Right. Yeah. So Ward, meh. Yeah. Meh. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so, uh Sky. 
she's cool, like we were saying before about how we're not sure how she's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We need we need to see her hacking skills in action. I know. We haven't really seen much yet. Yeah. A little bit, but... Yeah. She's definitely going to be... Like, he, he keeps saying, Coulson keeps saying, like, she did this with a laptop. Can't wait to see what she does with our facility, kind of, you know? So I know they're probably going to show her, like, awesome skills. Yeah. As the show goes on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then Fitz, Fitz I, I love how in the show, yeah. they just call them Fitz Simmons. I know. I love that, too. Fitz yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that they have two people for, like, the nerd. Yeah. Because it's like, there's always that guy. There's always the person that's, like, the tinkering nerd, you know, like, mm-hmm. on Firefly, it's, um, what's her name? Kayla. Right. And, you know, on this show, it's two people. And mm-hmm. I love how they do that. I love how it's, like, one of them's, like, the bio side and the other one's, like, the technology side. And they kind of, like... With their powers combined, they're a super genius. Right. Yeah. That's pretty neat. It's it's like a definitely a three PO and RTD two mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Which, if your prediction holds true, think about this. Chew on this for a second. I'm ready. They're they're they so much. Their relationship is so symbiotic that that they're getting called Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why I'm seeing it. Yeah. One of them dying. And so think. Yeah. yeah exactly. Think about that. Yeah. And what that dynamic would like. Think would of do. what you would have done if three PO or R two D two died. Oh my god. I mean, that's like a heartbreaker. That yeah. is just ripping your heart in half and yeah. getting rid of half of it. I just thought of it again. I think maybe Simmons might be R two and Fitz is three PO. I think I said it the other way around. Okay. Earlier. I think it might be that she's R2 and he's 3PO. He's fussier than Simmons. Yeah, I think so. Now, you know, the funny thing is that that R2 and 3PO, they're modeled after, loosely, obviously, two characters from a Shakespeare play. Oh, yeah. They're they're the analog for Rosencrantz and Guildenstern from Hamlet. I forget if one of them dies in Hamlet. I don't think they do. Aren't they just kind of like there? They die. Do they? Yeah. I can't remember how, but yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense that they would because yeah. Hamlet, you know, is yeah. the tragedy. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, maybe... Maybe they will die. Maybe they'll both know. die. That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They both get impaled by the same pole. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, you got stabbed. Oh, fudge. I got stabbed too. That. <laughs> <laughs> We did no. <laughs> Good. And so we got the Nick Fury cameo at the yeah. end of episode two, oh, which was a big with surprise. The fish tank. Yeah, with the 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 fish tank reference, yeah. that was good. That was funny. I thought it was it was really cool that they did that cameo, and it was a huge surprise. Like yeah, it, it wasn't, I did not expect. We were even in our little song and dance. We said there was no way Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in the show. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought. Well, it would. It didn't surprise me that he did a cameo like that. Because think about this for a second. It was in the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah. And he and Coulson are the only main characters in that scene. So, like, 
he was in and out of the studio in like three hours that day. Yeah. Including wardrobe and makeup time. Yeah, definitely. So that was an easy, yeah, totally awesome, but easy cameo to do. Yeah. Now the real, the, the real test will be like in November sweeps or if the show gets picked up for a full season, like May sweeps next year, like get Hawkeye in there, like for a whole episode or something. Yes. That would be, that would be really awesome. That would be so cool. Cause he's not like super famous guy. Right. He could totally do it. Yeah. 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 And see, he would make perfect sense too, because, um, black widow, she's going to be in captain America too. Yeah. So, I could see that. She's kind of spoken for in the mm-hmm. movies yeah. coming up soon. But Would, Wouldn't it be neat if they had it in their contracts that they had to be in like an episode of this? Like if they were going to be in the movie, they had to also be in the show for a little bit. That would be so great. Yeah. I'll bet you that's probably not the case, but no, it's fun too. But I mean, it's cool because like there's a lot of really cool potential stories out there that they just aren't focusing on in the movies. So, you know, yeah. there's plenty of material, but... But yeah, Hawkeye is a good candidate for yeah. for a cameo yeah. episode. Yeah, and and they could get you know if they could get Nick Fury back in like in an active role in an episode, that would be great too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, if that we'll would see what happens. It's weird to see him though. Like I was kind of weirded out by him being there. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like very cameo-y. Well, it was the cameoist of cameos. Yeah. That's for sure. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing, too, is they kind of, as the show has its own identity, the guest appearances will be great, but I have a feeling that if it continues on the path it's currently on, the guest appearances won't be necessary. Yeah, it'll be its own entity, yeah. for sure. And the references, you know, it, it it will stay appropriately and sufficiently tied in to to the movie universe. But it doesn't have to have Nick Fury in it or Hawkeye in it to carry yeah. it. Like, yeah. I can really see that it's going to have a healthy life of its own and... and Nothing nothing has been announced yet, but I really hope that it at least gets picked up for for a complete season. What's it contracted for now? They ordered 13 episodes. Okay. Yeah. So, and the ratings were really good for the first episode. Um second episode the ratings weren't as high, but that's always to be to be expected. So, so far it's looking good in in that department. Yeah. Um so typically what would happen with TV shows is that um you order you you get the pilot and so they they shot the pilot, the pilot obviously got picked up and they were so impressed and happy with the pilot that they went ahead and ordered 13 episodes. Right. Which that in itself is somewhat of an accomplishment to to get 13 episodes more or less right off the bat. But then the next step would be, for, for most TV shows anyways, 
to to have the network order what they call the back nine, which would be nine additional episodes in the season so that you could you get a complete season of 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. You know how you were just saying um, about it standing alone eventually without the references? My stupid brain made me think of <laughs> a good example of this would be Frasier. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Frasier was kind of like a spinoff of Cheers, but then it just became its own show. Right. And you don't need Cheers at all. You don't need it at all. To appreciate Frasier. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought of. Yeah. No, I, I think I think one of the strengths of S.H.I.E.L.D. will always be the tie-in to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, which, I mean, but, is a universe. It's not just a movie, so right. it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I mean, just speaking for myself, I'm I'm really enthusiastic about it. I think it delivered the goods, and I'm excited that, that we're devoting an entire episode each and every month to to talking about it. Yeah. It's going to be really really cool. I'm l- really looking forward to just being to discussing something that's current and that's you know going on now. Yeah. Our listeners can be on the same page as us and everyone's just going to be excited and trying to interpret it as it goes. It'll be really neat. Yep. For sure. So for sure. do you want to give the nice people a little hint as to well, not even a hint. We're, we we got to tell them we, we, what we we're doing. We already hinted. So, yeah. yeah. We already gave a hint. That's already You been... actually said hint, hint yes. when we gave the hint. Yeah, well, so. yeah. Because I'm um, subtle, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah. We're talking about Firefly next week. Yep. Yeah. Firefly. So, first half of the Firefly series. And, um, yeah, so hopefully, I mean, we should do Serenity, too. Yeah. Whenever, yeah, yeah, let's just do that. We'll do Firefly. For the next two episodes, we'll break up their lone season of 13 episodes mm-hmm. uh, into the next two weeks. And then um, three weeks from now, we'll talk about Serenity, which is the Firefly movie. Mm-hmm. So it's That'll kind of round like, out October. Yeah, it's like a, 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 a Jostober. Yeah, Jostoberfest. Jostoberfest. Yeah, high five. Nice. I just did it in the air. <laughs> totally high five the air. Oh my god, Jostoberfest! All right, we should have said that an hour ago. No, right? It happened, man. But you know, it's cool. Jostoberfest, yes, Woo-hoo! kicking it off with Agents of Shield. Well, I think we should kick off the end of this episode, kick and uh, yeah, kick off. Jostoberfest. Right on. Well, thanks, Megan. It was a fun show. Yeah, I'm really pumped. This is a good show. I'm really excited. Yeah. Not our show, Agents of Shield. Well, our show is good. But our show is really good, too. Yeah, yeah, but theirs is even better. Let's be honest. Let's be real. It's really awesome. I wish we had a big, giant jet on our show. We do have a kick-ass theme song. We do. And we have a cool space attic. Yes. We need a jet. We need a jet. Or at least a skateboard. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, we'll think about it. One step at a time. Yeah, it happens. We're only 30. Yeah. We've got time. We've got time. 
All right, folks, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right, everybody, peace out. 